citizens of Gotham City, Batman here, urging each and every one of you within the sound of my voice, tune into the Voices of Krypton, my favorite podcast. Good day. I'm Ed Gross, and this is Voices from Krypton, the podcast where we speak superhero. And sometimes we speak to superheroes, as is the case in this episode. Our guest is Alan Richson, who fans know as Arthur Curry, a.k.a. Aquaman, on the Smallville television series, and Hank Hall, a.k.a. Hawk, on Titans, and who will next star in the title role of the streaming series Jack Reacher. At the moment, though, he's co-written, directed, and is co-starring in the film Dark Web, Cicada 3301. Inspired by one of the most famous online puzzles in internet history, Dark Web is an action thriller with plenty of humor. Starring Jack Kesey as a hacker who discovers a mysterious online treasure hunt, Alan is one of the NSA agents in pursuit of him and the prize that awaits the winner. During the course of our conversation, Alan talks about the making of the movie, a bit about Jack Reacher, and of course reflects on his time playing both Aquaman and Hawk. Tell me about this uh, project. I mean, the fact that you're directing, co-writing, starring, I mean, how did this thing come about for you? Yeah, so, um, you know, I, I wanted to make a, a movie about this uh, phenomenon, Cicada 3301. This is, a, this is based on a real, a real secret society, and these games that they've played, recruitment games, it appears, um, since 2012. And, um, you know, it just sort of took the, the, the Internet by storm. It was uh, it's, it's sort of a, a cult legend at this point. Um, and, you know, questions arise about who these people are, what they want, and where the winners of these games go. It seems that some have disappeared after, after uh, being invited in. So it's just highly intriguing, and I, I, I thought it made um, just a really interesting uh, skeleton for a film. Um, and wanted to put my my spin on that that world. Um, so you know we've got a, a film that's genre blending. You know it it it's it's a drama that has some action thrills. Uh, it's a dark comedy. Um, so it's got something for everybody. And uh, just it was a great way to make an original um, film based off something that people have a heightened awareness about. Absolutely. And I do love the fact that, you know, this kind of movie, you would normally think of it as like this deep conspiracy thriller. And I love the fact that there's so much humor in this, in the shooting and in the dialogue and in just the way everybody behaves. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um, yeah, look, I, I think we've seen this kind of thing before. And I think, you know, um, when some studios get their hands around a, a tech property or whatever, if if that's even what this is, I mean, it you know, it tends to put a stranglehold on the seriousness of, of the conspiracy of this whole thing. And I just think most people in cinema are not interested, and most audiences are not interested in something that takes itself so seriously. I certainly, I, I, I take my work very seriously, but I don't take life too seriously. I don't think we can, I can't survive this world with a, such seriousness. Oh, I hear that. Yeah. I mean, I have to find outlets. You know, I mean, I have to find outlets for to laugh about it, you know, and so I think this is a vehicle for people to be truly entertained for an hour and a half, um, while also not forsaking ideas that are worth talking about. You know, I mean, I think part of what Cicada 3301 was doing during these games was was educating people on on their worldview you know, and these are big ideas, the institution versus the individual um, thematics about what kind of world order we're going to have. Should we be completely self-reliant or uh, be reliant on a government? I mean, these are, um, you know, they're big ideas. 
And I don't think I wanted to set out to prove that we can make new high concept original content that is also widely entertaining, broadly popular. You know, I mean, I think um, audiences on the whole have something to to enjoy. I mean, you, you mentioned the comedy. I mean, it's a it, yeah. I would think of this as sort of a comedy first. Um, yeah, film, in a lot of ways, it's yeah. Very grounded, you know. The op the opportunity to write, you know, co write and direct. I mean, is that a new thing for you? Directing, you know, sort of calling the shots on a project like this. Yeah, this was. Um, it's you know, it's something that I've been I've been building towards for for, for several years. You know. It, you know, even as as an actor or somebody within the industry, if if you're not educating the world as to who you are, what you are wanting from it, from the from from the genesis of your start in a career, it's very hard to transition even within the industry. I mean, as an actor, you're going like, I want to direct, and everybody's going, Oh, yeah, another actor, direct. <laughs> right? Exactly. So it's, you know, I mean, so you know, when I, you know, when I, I. I you know, the idea really took a foothold in me when I produced my first film, which ended up at Lionsgate as well. And it was a real struggle. I loved the director that we worked with. I think he did a great job. But it was a real struggle creatively to try and continually have to educate somebody on the tone that was more for me. And you're fighting somebody on, on the tone that they want, you know. And so it's, I was like, I just need to direct. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and those those conversations are are healthy, I think, in a, in a, in, you know, within the ecosystem of making a, a, a story is, is, is sharing collaboratively, cooperating, you know, cooperating creatively. But I just, I just don't, I just didn't enjoy um, giving in so much to some creative ideas that I think were, were good, you know, so the, the fix is to be a director <laughs> on the feature side is really where, you know, where the creative power lies, where you're like, this is now I'm, this is my, my creative vehicle. So, um, so I, 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 I you know, sort of segued into um, directing by, by writing and, and making my own short film, which did really well. It was called Treehouse Time Machine, and um, it was a, a fun adventure, um, kind of similar similar tone, you know, sort of an adventure comedy drama. And, um, and it, some people saw it and liked it and wanted a film about the tech world, and I had this script already, you know, 90% of the way there, and so... Um, they liked the directing, wanted to see what I did with, with a film, you know, more tech related. So this is, you know, this is where we are. But now stepping behind the camera and calling the shots, being the director, it's one thing to say, hey, I want to direct, I want to do this. This is the thing, you know, I need to get my tone in there that I want and, and get the vision in there that I want. But once you're in that position, how challenging was it or was it something easy for you, to, relatively easy for you to do? Um, that's a good question. Uh, it was definitely challenging, very, very challenging. It's not, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like my wife and I, you know, we, we'll work on, you know, we'll have like a renovation project at our house. So let's, uh, you know, let's finish the basement, you know, kind of thing. And once the questions start coming in from professionals who go like, so, you know, I'm the tile guy and I want to know if you want the a three H in the three eighth inch tile or you want the five inch tile, you know, do you want the white, do you want it to go vertically or horizontally? You want the grout to be sand or do you want the grout to be white once the questions start coming in you're like whoa 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 she's like i can't do this you you deal with it the questions can kind of overwhelm you and and when you're on a set it's that times 200 i mean you literally have 200 people on a set all of them have questions throughout the day that matter to them and so a lot of times they're going you know like should we open up the flag a little bit brighten it up you know and you're like man i let's okay let's talk about this for a second, figure out the best solution and keep going times a hundred, you know? So 
there's a lot of questions, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't particularly find that um, challenging, you know, dealing with what comes at you and knowing what I want is the easiest part. I mean, I see these things play out on my head and I want to get it. I know exactly what I need to do. The problem I face is communicating these, these challenging shots to people who are not inside my head. And I realized um, right away, I need to do a better job of communicating what's in my head because this, the stuff that I, I dream up is not, um, not normal. You know, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, there's a shot in the film where time slows and, and, a, and a fight's about to break out and a guy flicks a cigarette at somebody's face. Yes. And I always saw it in my head, very similar to what plays out in the film where, you know, the, the cigarette slows and the embers are glowing and, and, and sort of flittering about. And our, our character stays in real time. So he kind of walks around and takes it in. And then all of a sudden he hears something from his past and looks behind him and the world that was there is now gone and he's in the memory. Trying to communicate that to somebody who's like a camera operator and going, okay, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> or a VFX guy who's like, wait, I don't understand. What does the cigarette do? Right. You know, it's really, it's a lot harder than you think. You know, it's a lot harder. It's, the, it's a huge challenge. There's, there's a gulf that exists between what's in my head and anybody else's. And even friends of mine, like my, my production designer, who is a genius, truly, a uh, Mensa genius, brilliant and an incredible artist. And we have a shorthand. I mean, we've developed a relationship with each other. His name is Burns Burns, and he's my right-hand guy on a set. I mean, I, I, I truly love him, need him around. Even with somebody like that, he's learned, okay, when he's telling me this, let me give him like 15 different versions of what I think he's saying, and then he'll be able to cobble together what, pull out of that, what, you know, it's, it's the red from this and the, the lights from this. And, you know, so I need to do a better job of communicating what's in my head. So after that film, I went and developed some tools and techniques that are really going to help me in the future um, show people. I, I created like this hybrid storyboard shot list technique that um, really paints the picture of what's in my head. It takes a long time to build these scenes out that way, but I definitely think this is going to make work going forward easier. So I, I had to, I had to overcome those challenges that, that communication barrier um, between what I'm dreaming up and, and what people are hearing me say, you know, but other than that, I mean, I rather enjoy the challenges. Sure. You know, I, it's funny because my next question was going to be, you know, what, what was the learning curve for you? Not the learning curve, the, lear the experience. What did you take away from this? But it sounds like you just kind of explained that unless this experience, there was something else it, it gave to yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I sort of suffer from imposter syndrome, you know, where a lot of times we're thrust into things and just sort of expected to be, you know, to, to, to like be, be pros right out of the gate or have a complete understanding of, what we're doing rather right the gate, you know, like I'll be the first to admit a lot of times I'm, you know, as an actor, when I started out, you know, you're getting paid professionally to do this thing and you're expected to know what you're doing. And a lot of times you're like, everybody keeps saying craft services. What the hell is craft services? <laughs> oh, that's where you get the muffins from. Okay. <laughs> you know? And so you just fake your way through the day and just act like you know what you're doing all day long. You know, it's a little bit of that. And, um, you know, as a writer, you know, I started writing scripts and then all of a sudden I was, I was selling scripts and, you know, I'm like, I still feel like I'm not as good as many writers who have been doing, doing this a long time, but, but people are liking my work. I guess I'm doing something right, but I feel like a bit of a fraud cause I'm still figuring this out. You know, it's, it's tough. And so, um, you know, I mean, there's a little of that, like, am I, am I not ready for this as a director? And once I was on set and realized like, no, my, my 
12 or 13 years experience on sets, my 10,000 hours spent there that I always was observing and asking questions prepared me well. And I, you know, I made a short film that really worked. It looked great. People really responded to it and it excited people to give me this opportunity. And, uh, you know, once I stepped in there, I realized like, Oh, I'm actually like a lot better than the, you know, at this, than I give myself credit for, right. you know, I really understand camera and lenses, how to use, you know, how, you know, how to, you know, how to, how to lens a situation or how to uh, block a situation and, and sort of choreograph a scene in a way that like really, you know, tells a story just naturally really good at that. And that's okay. You know? So I think for me, um, you know, I learned to just be confident and, and sort of move with authority through the world that I'm um, being asked to occupy, you know? And uh, I think that's a big step for somebody like my, myself. And I think there are a lot of people out there, you know, who, probably experience similar things. And I guess, you know, my, my story is just one to say, like, just go. If you've been invited in and you're, the world is telling you that they want to see what you have to say, then say it with authority, you know? And um, I think I think we don't hear a lot of people admit that because a lot of people don't want to you know, admit that they feel like a fraud, but... Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, there, there were times that I did, I did you know? So, um, so that, that was a big lesson for me, too. Is it going to be hard? Like, I, I read, I, I, are you still doing the Jack Reacher TV show? Yeah. Yeah. We're shooting it in Toronto. I'm up here now. Okay. Um, in, 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 in prep. So yeah, once, yeah, when, when we get off the phone, I'm heading into the studio to do some more soft prep and, you know, looking at wardrobe and stuff like that. So we're, we're building this out now and it's, it's looking really, um, it's very exciting. So I think I, I love the books. I think, I think the second book is probably the strongest book in the series. I mean, it's very, I can't wait to get to where we're going. I'm, an, I'm enjoying where we are, but but Nick Santora, who um, who's uh, show running and, and you know had writer, he adapted this this uh, book in a way that I think uh, this first book is going to be the first season, um, where I think the scripts are better than the book, and that's not taking anything wow. away from the book. But um, I'm very very excited about what we're doing. Yeah, that's great. But but actually, what I was leading in with that question, what I'm glad you gave me that info that you did, uh, is is it going to be tough though to be actor now rather than director or are you going to be get a chance to direct as well it's a little um you know it's 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 frustrating that i can't be in more places at once um no doubt because there's you know i've got you know i've got my next directorial project ready but it's 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 just difficult to to slot it in you know because i what i realized with cicada was i was on a season of titans i stayed in toronto and i made that movie in toronto because I was able to soft prep while shooting Titans. So on my day off from Titans, I would go scout locations or go to auditions and, and, and read people. Um, it was the only way I could make it work because the turnaround, I didn't have it. So I had, I had three weeks of prep. I was soft prepping the show. The show ended. I had three real weeks of prep, which is nothing for a feature. I mean, it's nothing. We were underprepared because I didn't have any more time than that. And I think, some of my ideas suffered a little bit because I didn't have time to really flesh them out um, right. with the kind of, you know, whatever prep that you need. Um, just a lot goes into it, but same thing, you know, on the show. I mean, it's just once I, you know, with Jack Reacher, there's no soft prep. I'm in every scene. So there's no time to do anything like that. I'd have to truly wait until I finish, then start prepping a film. And that takes months and, and then roll into production and, you know, you just run out of time before I need to come back. So I, I love directing. I, I'm, I really love being behind the lens. Um, it may have to take a back seat for a little bit while we figure out how to make it work. Right. <laughs> you know, no, absolutely. What we're doing. But, um, 
but that's a that's a, a problem I'm, I'm grateful to have you know? very good i do have to ask this you know you did uh obviously the characters are very different the sh- and the and the shows are very different but i just wondering having played arthur curry slash aquaman on smallville and now playing hank and Haw- in the hawk on titans what is the transition in the terms of making a superhero show back then to what you're able to do now, I would imagine there's been a big transition in all sorts of ways between the two. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Good question. Um, yeah, I mean, my, my career has sort of now been bookended by these two projects you mentioned. Um, Smallville was one of the very first things I ever did. Um, so stepping on that set, I was so wide-eyed in what is happening. Um, but I think, you know, I think, I think tonally things have changed. You know, I mean, we went from this kind of glowy soap opera, um, you know, on Smallville to, uh, you know, a rather adult, gritty, kind of R-rated, you know, comic book-based show um, where everything's, you know, very heightened and, and um, you know, realistic and, um, you know, in, in, in like a gory kind of sense. And, you know, I think, I think it's interesting to, to, to see these, superheroes worlds portrayed in that way. So I like where things have gone, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a heightened sense of realism. And, uh, and I think that bodes well for, for, you know, superhero comic, comic book based stories. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I originally, I originally passed on, on doing Titans when they offered it to me for that very reason. I, I, you know, I said, I've done that before. I've done, I've already played a superhero and I don't really want to do that again right now you know i want to just try other things that i haven't done and i also don't want to do a show that looks like smallville because i feel like trying to recapture that is not a good idea like that's from a different era and and jeff johns who runs you know runs all this stuff for for titans at dc um he was like this is not this is not smallville like this is gritty real you're playing like a pill pop and alcoholic vigilante, you know, who's just a, a totally different animal. And we're really going to honor that. It's going to look really good. This is very cinematic. And I was like, all right, sounds pretty good. <laughs> right. um, and, uh, but you still never know, you know I mean? People say whatever that, you know, whatever they have to do to get you to, sure. to play these parts, everybody has the best ideas and, and then, and the best intentions. And a lot of times, you know, it's difficult to execute, that so a lot of times you you know everybody shows up with the best intentions and you realize like oh my gosh i'm a part of a real stinker here <laughs> like <laughs> they don't know how to make this happen and right. it's not working well and you kind of sometimes you know it when you're shooting and sometimes you find out after it airs you're like oh that didn't that's not what i had in my head um and i realized pretty quickly with like akiva goldsman and um greg walker uh you know brilliant writer showrunner and um you know jeff johns you know these guys from the top down really led this show in a cool way. And, um, you know, I think that's why it's still on and, you know, HBO picked it up and, um, they've done a really good job. So we got, I got lucky with Titans. I mean, it was one where they promised me it was going to be different and cool and gritty and, and real. And, uh, and they delivered, it's a cool looking show, you know? I, I, so I spent some time on season three and they were, they were kind enough to shoot me out. Um, uh, so I have sort of packed all my work in for season three and then, um, you know, released me for, uh, uh, for my work on Jack Reacher. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, let me ask, let me wrap it up with this. Cause I know I'm almost yeah. out of time here. I just want to ask, you know, as an act, you've worked as an actor, now a writer, a director, you've recorded an album. I mean, 
is there a set goal for you or do you just want to try everything? Uh, uh, you know, I've always been an opportunist and I've never really um, had a firm idea of a firm hold on what I, what my place is in the world. You right. know, I just know that I, you know, I have some, some, some gifts or talents, you know, um, and wanted to explore those things <clears throat> for a long time. I couldn't answer that question. And, um, I, I can, I can tell you now ha- having, having tried my hand at enough things, my life's a little bit like the alchemist, you know, where it's like, I, sometimes I feel stuck in a chapter of life for months or years where I'm like, this is not what I, I'm going to be doing the rest of my life, but I'm going to do it to the best of my ability and see what I learned from it. Um, and up until a couple of years ago when I started directing, writing and directing, um, that's sort of where I was, but, but, you know, now having written, produced, um, created story, created music, done all those things. Um, I know it, for me, writing and directing, bringing these stories to life from the ground up is what excites me most. And I could spend the rest of my life doing that and, and, and be happy. I, I also can spend the rest of my life not getting paid to do that and just write stories. And, um, I, I'll do it anyway. Cause I just love it so much. So you know, I'm, I'm, I'm writing all the time and developing ideas all the time. And I just, if any stick and I ever get paid to do that, then um, that's just icing on the cake for me. Dark Web Cicada 3301 is available for digital download and on Blu-ray and DVD. For additional episodes of this podcast, please head over to VoicesFromCrypton.net. We can also check out our classic TV podcast, TV Retrovision. And hey, if you'd like a bit of VFK merch, head over to tpublic.com and do a search for Voices from Krypton. And if we haven't pushed our luck with all these requests, please subscribe to this podcast, tell your friends about us, and give us a five-star review. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.